You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. Welcome, Hoosier fans, to this week's edition of Assembly Call Radio, where each week we discuss the most important topics in the world of Indiana basketball. This is our 316th edition of Assembly Call Radio and our 977th episode overall of the Assembly Call, recorded on the evening of November 9th, 2023. I'm your host, for now, Andy Bottoms. And let's begin this edition of the Assembly Call how we begin every edition of the Assembly Call, and that is with our Hoosier Proud banner moment. All right. Well, this week's banner moment uh, was written by Jared Morris, who will be along with us to uh, to join here shortly, but uh, had some family things he was trying to take care of before he gets on. So he should be here shortly. Would not miss the over-unders episode. But uh, so as Jared wrote, he also said he did not get a chance to proofread this. And quite frankly, neither did I. So we'll do it together. Uh, so while the banner moment on the Florida Gulf Coast postgame show focused on Trey Galloway's versatile offensive performance, which I feel has been strangely overlooked in a lot of other postgame content about Indiana's victory that I've consumed. There were a number of plays by Khalil Ware that I had been considering before Trey scored the go-ahead basket, his unique combination of spirited hustle and offensive guile, which I ultimately came to view as the defining moment of the game. But let's not underestimate just how impressive Khalil's Indiana debut really was. IU's seven-foot sophomore center put up a ridiculous stat line, 13 points on just five field goal attempts, 13 rebounds, four assists, three blocks, two steals, zero turnovers, and just two fouls in 36 minutes of play. And one stretch in particular defined the unique and necessary qualities he has the potential to bring to this Indiana squad. You may remember this sequence from the first half on the heels of Florida Gulf Coast going on a 5-0 run to cut Indiana's lead to just one point. Florida Gulf Coast missed a three, and Khalil corralled a tough rebound in traffic, something that he did quite often in his IU debut. He then tossed an outlet pass to Trey, trailed the resulting break on the left wing, received a pass, and confidently stepped into a three-pointer, which he drilled. There's so much in that sequence that speaks to the impact Khalil has has when he's on the court and is that engaged in the action. First, Florida Gulf Coast took so many threes, in part because of Khalil's size and shot-blocking ability and the way that those changed the geometry of the court. His early emphatic blocks discouraged Eagles from even trying too much in the paint in the half-court offense after that. Second, on a night when Indiana didn't rebound the ball well as a team, Khalil answered some important questions about his motor by getting a number of tough rebounds in traffic. I submit this is a much better way to gauge his motor and engagement in the game than trying to analyze his, at times, misleadingly graceful gait. And third, he's a seven-footer who looked totally comfortable stepping into a transition three at a big moment and swished it. If he can be just a 30% shooter from out there, it's going to make life very tough on opposing bigs when paired with the balletic. I mean, I know it's ballet, but this, I mean, just come through these words in here. Come on, Jerry. Graceful, let's say, block footwork and outstanding passing ability of Malik Renew. And all of this, obviously, is why Ware was a top 10 recruit and remains an enormous uh, interest to NBA scouts. He's also the type of player who, if performances like Tuesdays can become the norm, will help this talented but unproven group of Hoosiers approach the high ceiling we all know is possible. All right, not too bad. Didn't butcher too much of that. 
I don't I don't even know how. I mean, I'm guessing it's it sounds like the only it. issues were were Jared's. So I mean, it seemed like it. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think you passed the test, Andy. I got I got no beef I, with that one. Yeah, congratulations, well George, done. man, your old man who can read. Great. All right, all right. So, uh, <laughs> moving on. Let me introduce. No, my no one's coming with me on that. Okay, the show. No. no. Uh, let me introduce my co-host for this week. Uh, I will not introduce myself since I'm already here, um, but we do have longtime high school basketball coach in the state of Indiana, the founder of Delphi Bracketology. And a man who knows how to celebrate a victory in your home rival's gym. Shafino. Coach, I don't know. <laughs> I, I had to go live because I didn't have the wow. audio. That was far less. <laughs> I was ready than, for it. Than the actual version. But <laughs> I feel like you've drank about 20 less beers than you had when you did yes, the initial time. So exactly. Uh, we'll call it. We'll call it even. But uh, he is the coach. Shafino. There it is. <laughs> Cost a dollar, heaven help you if you ever decide to pop your collar. Play hard, but remember, fake hustle is a crime. He's the coach and it's Tonsoni time. Coach, what are your thoughts from the, from the last couple of days? We know we had you on the post game show. You're covering games in Chicago between then and now. Uh, thoughts on uh, IU's game or the opening week of college basketball so far? Yeah, it's college basketball. You just can't get enough of it and you have the opportunity to go watch some. Um, I spent the day with my mom up in northern Indiana, uh, so I tied the Chicago trip uh, uh, with a chance to take my mom to some things, and that was a good day. But Indiana basketball got off to an okay start. There, there are some things that obviously need to be improved, but there is a lot of good as well in, in that first game for a team that is putting so many new pieces together. Uh, and I thought uh, – you know, it just wasn't consistent. When they had good offense at the start the second half, they struggled uh, defensively, and then they struggled at the end handling the basketball. But there were a lot of a lot of good performances uh, by Indiana, and it's a win against an opponent that, yes, you expect to beat because the name isn't uh, as popular as some other teams, but that's the type of team, uh, a by-game situation, that's going to help Indiana with their NCAA resume. So, very, very pleased that Indiana found the fight uh, to come back and get that win, and very excited to see what they do on Sunday against Army. All right. Well, I will turn the reins uh, back to Jared here as we uh, introduce the rest of our panel. I'll notice uh, that he did not even write an introduction for one of the members uh, of the panel so far, so you'll have to ad-lib uh, that. Or we could just ignore Jay for a period of time, but we'll we'll let you figure out how you want to handle that as you, uh, as you go. I Co- coach will ignore Jay. <laughs> it's hard. It's impossible. <laughs> he doesn't want none. Yeah. Sorry, I'm late, Andy. I saw how long the banner moment was on the run sheet, and I was like, I'm not reading that. So yeah. I just figured out. Figured, figured I'd let you do it. Um, all right, let's uh, introduce the next member of our panel, ladies and gentlemen. He is back. That's right. It is our favorite senior writer from the big lead, the pampered San Diegan who hates almost every college basketball tip time, so couldn't be bothered with the 6.30 Eastern tip time. That didn't fall in the very small window of shows he will do. And he's a man who claims he would join Gabe Cups for the Breakfast Club workouts if only they didn't start at 3 a.m. Pacific time, which, you know, is fair. Analyzing players, finding every wrinkle. He hasn't ever hosted, never lifted a finger. He's got all the well, Let me quickly add just one thing about this. The dude just interrupted his own jingle. All right, Ryan. Well, we haven't officially gotten your thoughts on Indiana's season opener. So, what are your uh, what were your key takeaways? 
just to go on record, I do not mind a 3.30 Pacific tip time. I, I had an unrelated uh, something that had been on the calendar for quite a time that I couldn't miss. So uh, I did watch the game, and then I rewatched it. Uh, I think it was a mixed bag. Obviously good to get the win. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's as, as Coach said, it's it's a better team than we've seen Indiana face to open a season in, in a while. Um, and so good that they knuckled down, got the win, that run in the second half to put the game largely out, or I know it got close at the end, uh, but essentially that that's what you want to see from uh, the better team. A uh, lot of concerns, though. I mean, guarding the three-point line, I like the aggressiveness of the switching the perimeter, but guys have to be focused, and I think it was a lack of focus that led to a lot of open looks uh, for Florida Gulf Coast, and frankly, they had an open look at the end to tie it, too, and didn't hit it. Um, but I think if you look down the line, you know, Indiana shot 13 three-pointers and Florida Gulf Coast made 13 three-pointers. I mean, yeah, they, they shot 38%. Indiana only made four. And then you look at the free throws, 19 to 30. We've talked shooting with this program for a long time. I do think it will be better this year. It's the opening game. You can't draw larger conclusions. Um, but I think that the, some of those concerns that we expressed in the offseason did rear their ugly head. We're hoping that over time, this team gets better. I think the defense will get better. These guys get used to playing together um, and, and and can, you know, more accurately, the younger guys can more adequately use their length on the perimeter. So we do have a lot of length and size on this team. Um, but I think that, you know, cer- certain things were, were, were uh, really uh, encouraging. Malik Renew scoring in the post pretty easily at times. Uh, Kalil Ware's all-around game was big, and Xavier Johnson sort of taking command during that run. And Trey Galloway, I, I thought Trey played well, but it was kind of quiet. I looked down at the score sheet, and he had 16. It was kind of a quiet 16 for him, even though he made some big plays. Um, I think some of the other guys may have taken the focus off him. But uh, all in all, great to get the win. You're happy with it. Uh, would like to see some more minutes distribution and and some things get cleaned up moving forward. All right. Well said. And also here with us, it is a special treat. I mean, he's one of the few you know folks that has his own theme music on this show. You know him from the mediocre mailbag question. He is a proud Swifty, and there is no one that I would rather be at a Bloomington bar with at 1230 a.m. sitting across from Coach Tonsoni arguing about Brad Underwood than the great mediocre Jay. And even though this isn't the question, we're going to play the man's theme music anyway. It's not that good, but it's not that bad. It's Jay's Mediocre Question. Jay, you have some spectacular over-unders for us, but give us your mediocre opening thoughts here to uh, to begin. Well, first of all, thanks, guys, for having me back. I know it really pains Coach for me to be here um, and have another uh, proud member of the Bald Club, um, so he's got some competition. So It's in his contract. You're allowed to appear on one show a season. Otherwise, uh, Yeah, I understand that. I, and I had, to, had to heavily negotiate that, too. So it's a, you guys drive a tough bargain. Um, thanks, yeah, thanks for having me back. Um, excited to be here. Excited to go through the uh, over-unders with you guys. Um, it's always one of my favorite uh, parts of the season uh, is going through these and, and uh, checking them off as we as we go along. Um, you know, I, I, for that first game, there wasn't a lot that really surprised me. I mean, obviously, you'd like McKenzie to play a little better. Um, he definitely had some struggles. But, you know, I think Ware was fantastic. Um, no motor issues that that I saw in that game. Um, I've been preaching the uh, to the Gabe Cups uh, fan club for a long time, and uh, he showed what he's made of. Um, he's going to be a heck of a player for the next four years. Um, so Does that qualify him. as seeing it, Jay? Did we see it? I, I don't know. You have to ask Ryan. He's the he's the uh, 
the number one, uh, they got to see it to believe it guy. So I can't answer for him. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there was, you know, obviously some issues you guys have already hit on, on the stuff that needs to be worked on. Um, but I, 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 I like what I saw. There's the team is so big. I mean, they have the potential to just go so big, uh, and really, and really make teams struggle with their size. And so it'll be interesting to watch as, as the guys develop on both sides of the ball, um, throughout the season. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's see, let's get to the next game. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So here's what we have in store for you this week. We'll go through a few Hoosier headlines here to wrap up segment one. And then the rest of the show is our over-under extravaganza from Jay. I was able to get a sneak peek at these. Uh, I didn't have a whole lot of time otherwise to actually uh, come up with my picks. So I'm going to be flying blind a little bit. But the ones I saw from Jay are awesome. I think it's going to make for a great segment. So make sure that you stick around for that. No mailbag this week, but the next time that we do uh, Assembly Car Radio, we just make may make it a full mailbag episode so we can hit on all the questions that you have uh, from the season's first week. All of that coming this week on Assembly Car Radio but first, let's talk about our presenting sponsor. Home field apparel, for the team. Yep, this edition of Assembly Call Radio, just like all shows on the Back Home Network, presented by our friends at Home Field Apparel, where they have the largest collection of vintage IU apparel that you will find anywhere. And it's not just IU, even though that's their flagship school and they have more IU stuff than anybody else. And whenever anything new comes out, it's always IU first. But Homefield does have something for fans and grads of pretty much every school with unique vintage logos for all of them. Uh, and look, this was the opener for the women's basketball team today. So it was an all Homefield apparel day for me. I'm wearing my Mackenzie Holmes shirt. I don't know if you can see it. And then uh, earlier today, I was sitting at my office. Uh, my wife goes out and grabs a box. It's really light. She comes over to the office and tosses it in. She's like, did you order an empty box? Which is an interesting question that she would think that I might actually order an empty box. So my question to her is, do you not recognize the Home Field Apparel logo by now? So what was it? The incredible new snapback hat. If you haven't seen this, it's got Hurry and Hoosiers on it, which is a great way to support the old Branch McCracken teams. The quality of the hat is great. I highly recommend it. They've got some other schools there, too. But this is the thing with Home Field Apparel. They're always pushing the envelope, putting out new stuff, and all of it is awesome. So as you start thinking forward for your Christmas shopping, definitely make Home Field Apparel one of your main stops. In fact, go there first because you may be able to cross everybody off their list given all the different stuff that they have. Plus, you're supporting a great company that came up through the Kelly School of Business. Not much better than that. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Use our promo code HOME23. You'll get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME23 for 15% off. Once again, the website homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. All right, guys, let's hit up a few Hoosier headlines. Uh, the first is really more of an assembly call headline, but I do want to just remind everybody that we have moved to Substack. You know, our Substack is assemblycall.substack.com. Uh, this is basically going to be the new hub for all of our content and our community. So instead of having it at Mighty Networks and the website and over here and over there, everything is going to be in one place. And just to make sure that, you know, there's there are no fears here, everything that has been free, like Assembly Call Radio, our post-game shows, Six Banner Sunday, all that stuff, it will stay free forever. Uh, and, you know, but for paid subscribers, you'll get the full post-game 321 email, Tony Adrania's IU Film Room, Coach's Corner, that stuff will all still be there for the premium subscribers, just like it was before. None of that stuff changes. 
We just feel like we're going to be able to serve you better with more content, more flexible community conversation and interaction on Substack. And so that's why we made the move. Uh, we're excited about it. We'd love to have you join free because, again, there's a ton of stuff that you get there just with the free content. Go to assemblycall.substack.com uh, to do that. All right, the other big news tonight, the women's basketball team opened the season versus Eastern Illinois. I was tracking this game, but then we had an impromptu potty training session here at the house, which is why I was late. Uh, it was not my own, uh, I can tell you. Uh, but, you know, when your son decides it's time to potty train, you, you don't just stop him. So uh, we're working hard on this before daycare. He did well, and so did the women's basketball team. I believe I see here on the run sheet that Indiana won 96-43. to 43. Terry Moore notches her 400th win. Uh, Mackenzie Holmes moves up to third on the all-time scoring list. As always, we will recommend our friends at Doing the Work for women's basketball coverage all season long. They didn't have a post-game show tonight, but they will for a lot of games moving forward, as well as other shows uh, in between games. So uh, we'll have watch pages for all those shows up on the Substack. Did any of you guys get a chance to watch any of the game tonight? Did not. Or see see any of it? I, no. I've watched bits and pieces of it um, just as I was kind of going in and out uh, at home, but... Uh... Yeah, pretty dominant from the get-go. I think at one point they had forced 20 turnovers, so certainly defensively uh, was there. Everybody got to get involved and in, uh, get in the scoring column. So kind of what you would what you would want, I guess, from an opener in that regard. Uh, so yeah, pretty pretty dominant performance from start to finish. Excellent. High high hopes for that team this season. I think they'll have another really good one. And then uh, the last bit of news: Liam McNeely signed his letter of intent along with. Almost the entire rest of his Montverde teammates uh, who all signed uh, big Division I letters of intent, except for one, who we are all waiting on, Derek Queen, uh, who has not signed yet, uh, which may or may not have surprised the Maryland folks who thought he was a shoe-in for them. Uh, and so we will wait and see. They're really, uh, you know, Ryan, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, if you guys have heard anything else. Uh, it kind of just seems to be a bit of a waiting game right now where yep. it does seem like it's between Indiana and Maryland. It would seem that the longer it takes, the better it would be for Indiana, but no one's really quite sure. So we just wait uh, for him to make his decision. And in the meantime, uh, every IU fan retweets every positive thing that the Warriors say about Trace Jackson Davis being NBA ready, because uh, that certainly uh, can only help. Any thoughts, Ryan or Jay, from you guys on uh, where we are with Derek Queen? Last I've heard, it's very close. Uh, I think most people believe Maryland might have a slight advantage. Um, I think the pull to closer to home might be part of that. He's just had a relationship with them forever, but uh, it's not definitive. And nobody I've talked to seems to think that Maryland's got it in the bag. Um, but I think that the general thought, and I don't know if they're just projecting or if they know anything, but people just keep to seem to keep saying, if there's an advantage, it's probably very slight to Maryland, but Indiana is definitely still in it. Yeah, and I mean, Maryland staff has been pumping out a lot of confidence. Yes. And um, it doesn't seem like that confidence is really coming from anybody else other than Maryland staff. So um, everybody else yeah. seems to think <laughs> the people so it's, who, it's an interesting who I, one. Yeah, because yeah. the people who I hear saying Maryland, you know, it, nobody says it's definitive, but the people who say, yeah, I think Maryland's got a slight advantage. I don't know if they're just projecting what they think will happen or if they're actually they have a vibe on it or not, or, or it's just that Maryland seemed to be the leader for a long time. And maybe so people are just still leaning that way, but everything I do hear though, is that it's, it's very close and Indiana is definitely still in it. 
whether they're whether that's they have a 35% chance or a 48% chance or or whatever it's it's suppo- they're close and props to the queen's it. family i mean they've they've kept it very quiet i mean they're not talking to anybody um and so any speculation uh, i think is just as ryan said it's just coming from maybe from the maryland staff rumblings uh, i don't know that anybody really knows much of anything at this point yeah, it just seems like it's so close. People are defaulting to the home school because that's what you do. Everybody's favorite recruiting burner account, Trilly Donovan, earlier today was asked about it, and he basically said, "There's not really anything to know," you know. And so that's the thing. I think most people, Maryland has been the leader. There's not a whole lot of information. So when pressed for a prediction, people are saying that, but we'll see. It does seem like Indiana has a legit chance, and as we've been saying, let's just wait and see. People do seem to think he's still going to sign in this signing period, um, but who knows? We will uh, we will find out soon enough. Um, okay, coming up on Assembly Call Radio, it is time for our annual over-under extravaganza. And truly, Jay has not done himself with some of the fun, challenging over-unders he has. And we are going to have to go on record with our picks next. So should you. Stick with us here on the Assembly Call. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. All right. Good evening, gentlemen. Nice to see you all Yo. here. Five man crew tonight. I know. Look at that. That's too many. Let's be real. Look, it's <laughs> it's tough for people to take three of us at a time. Uh, no, these are good, Jay. I'm excited to do these. Yeah, I I, I gave them a look. They are good. You did. They are you, good. You did good, kid. I think totally. it actually it actually might make it more challenging after watching a game because it gives you the chance to totally overreact <laughs> to what you've seen. By the way, yeah, my answers are definitely different after one game. <laughs> I know, and I, you know, trying to figure out the over under for like the adjusted offense and adjusted I, defense, I have no freaking clue. I, like, yeah, so. you, you, I I don't know. <laughs> like don't so, know. like those are just going to be you know throw yeah. a dart at a uh, at a board. All right, we'll talk as we lead into it. By the way, Jared, I'll be right. I'm just going to grab something so you can start if you want bowl of cereal no that was earlier no. something crunchy yeah. <laughs> did you say tony will or won't be on no tony is not gonna be on he's out of town but i think he's gonna log his picks uh and i think we're gonna get galen and scott to log their picks whether they do it on the show or just log their picks uh so we'll definitely we'll put something together jay on the Substack. um that kind of is the you know maybe we'll put them on the spreadsheet and then we'll post the spreadsheet on the Substack. Um, and we'll see if I have time, I was thinking about trying to make a Google form where everybody can put in their picks and then we can kind of track everybody's I've gotten a little sidetracked today with some stuff and tomorrow is going to be a little wild. So it may take me a while to get there. Um, but even if we do it after the army game, I don't think that's really going to change much of what people would pick probably. Unless yeah, probably that game not. does not go according to plan. <laughs> Jeez, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. 
Not Scott's going to broadcast his picks on the home network, so <laughs> yes. everybody can yeah. look forward to the that. official home network picks of Scott Caulfield. <laughs> uh, all right, With, uh, Malik Raynow, as Scott would call him. Uh, I just can't wait for when Indiana plays Kentucky again, and we get to hear Scott call Boogie Flan Boogie Flanders again. Jesus. That's going to be the greatest. <laughs> one of, it will be one of the greatest days of my life. Uh, the first time was already the greatest, but hearing it again will be even better. All right. Let's let's go to segment two here. And uh, Jay, are you going to be logging these on the spreadsheet as we as we do them? Yep. Okay. And I'll, okay. Cool. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Hi, this is Jawan Morgan. What's the only thing better than getting IU's first triple-double in 47 years? Celebrating it with friends afterwards. Join Jared, Andy, Ryan, and Coach on the assembly call after every IU basketball game. Go Hoosiers. Thank you, Jawan. Welcome back to the assembly call. I am Jared Morris here with the full crew plus one. We got the coach, Brian Tonsoni, Ryan Phillips, Andy Bottoms, and Jay Horry all here because it is time for our over-under extravaganza, which we are going to get to in just a moment. I do. Before we do that, I do want to give a quick plug to our friend, Ed Fang. He runs the website, The Power Rank, which offers PhD-level mathematics for better NFL and college football predictions. Also a Michigan grad and fan. It's a tough time for the Michigan men out there right now, given what's going on uh, with them. So let's support Ed's business. He's carved out a real niche. And I, this is interesting. He's carved out a niche with NFL interception props. He's been particularly good with those. At last check, he was 23-12 and 12 on the season, up 17.2 units. He puts one in the free newsletter every week, so go to thepowerrank.com slash AC, learn more, sign up for his free email newsletter. That's thepowerrank.com slash AC. Make better predictions and smarter bets with the Power Rank. And seriously, I've known Ed a long time, really good guy. Um, his picks are good, so if you're into that sort of thing, definitely get on his free newsletter. Um, it's high, high-quality content, and we enjoy supporting him. Uh, and he's always been very supportive of us, so we appreciate that. Thepowerrank.com slash AC. All right, well, it is time for the over-unders. Uh, I am about to turn it over to Jay, who has prepared all of these. Uh, as we mentioned in the break, not only are we going to go on record, but we're going to get Galen, we're going to get Scott, we're going to get Tony to go on record, uh, and we will have a way for you all to do it too, whether it's a Google form you know, or whether everybody can put it in the comment section, whatever. We'll figure out a way uh, to get you on board too. So as we go through our picks in your mind, uh, go through them in your own, and we'll figure out you know, some sort of kind of contest or fun thing uh, to do with it where someone can win something from home field apparel. Uh, but with that said... Jay, before we actually dive into these and do them, I would love just a, a quick description of your process for this season, because uh, I do think looking at them, this is by far the hardest it's ever been to pick them because of the uncertainty. And I know we were chatting back and forth a little bit about how difficult it was for you just to set the numbers. Yeah, it was tough. And, uh, you know, just a background on this. I think we started doing this on a year or two of the Archie era, I think. Um, luckily, those first couple of years we did it. I oh, got that so, was uh, that was fun. good times. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got so annoyed by it about halfway through the season. I quit paying attention. So um, those uh, those results never made never saw the light of day. Um, but uh, Andy won the first <laughs> oddly first year. oddly fitting for results not to see the light of day during the Archie Miller era. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna forget those years ever happened. Obviously, so just like just like with Archie, um, you know, Andy won the first year of the Woods of the Woodson era. Um, Coach and Ryan tied last year, and it came down to the tiebreaker, which sadly Ryan won. 
Um, I'm sure we're going to mail him the trophy, the championship belt. Um, What was the tiebreaker? Do you remember? It was the total number of combined threes by race and trace. And uh, (laughs) four. (laughs) (laughs) This was this was back when we thought Trace was going to shoot threes. Um, Obviously, that that never happened. Uh, But Ryan, Ryan ended up winning on the tiebreaker. Um, uh, Chronic was by far in last place, so uh, he might not show his. Well, he's never shown his face. So if he did (laughs) show his face, he wouldn't show it again. Yeah, We got to get him on record this year, too. That's right. But yeah, so it's, you know, every year, you know, I, I try to sit down and go through guys past performance uh, and try to project a little bit about what I think the well, this, what I think the team's going to look like, who's going to play minutes, who's going to get stats. Uh, as you said, so much uncertainty with with how the lineup breaks down this year, what sort of rotations look like, uh, who's going to score on this team uh, consistently. So it's been, it, it was an interesting, it was tough. It took me a little, I'm glad I had an extra week or two to put these together because, uh, well, as you, as we mentioned on the break, I'm not sure seeing more of this team helped me uh, figure, to, figure these out or not, or uh, just made them more confusing. So uh, we'll see how it goes. All right, let's do it. So um, yeah, I th- let's go, we'll kind of rotate who gets to go first and just rotate yep. the order because it'll probably be a little bit of an advantage if you don't go first and you can hear other people's reasoning. Um, Absolutely. So let's yeah, go. We'll, yeah, let's just let's, snake draft it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. JM, let's. Yeah, uh, we'll, just, you, we'll rotate. I have it. I'll just go by the spreadsheet. I have it. We'll rotate through. Um, if somebody, some one of the chat mobbers could uh, take a take a tally of what the chat mob's saying, and I'll uh, enter the chat mob's picks. The, the chat mob finished. That's firmly right. We in do the need an of ofi- official chat yeah. mob picks tonight. Yes. So you'll be able to do your individual <laughs> ones in some other format, but we do need to get the official chat mob picks as a group this evening so uh yes. we'll get into it all right first one uh xavier johnson the his assist per game i've set the over under at four and a half through Z- through x's uh career at iu he's averaged almost exactly five assists a game so you know i'm i'm kind of trying to count in maybe a little of off off ball x this year so the number is four and a half and we will start with jared love this one I am going to go under slightly. Uh, I think X is going to have a great season, but I just think he's going to be asked to score a little more. Uh, I have some confidence that Woody has confidence enough in Gabe Cups that he's going to play a lot. Uh, And so I think that will take some of that playmaking burden off. Plus, it's very clear that they're going to run through the post with Malik Renew and Kalel Ware, who are capable passers. So I just think we'll see a little bit more spread out uh, distribution of the playmaking and assists. Uh, and while I think X is going to have an all Big Ten season, I think his assist will drop a little bit, even though he'll still be very productive. All right, Coach. Over. He's gonna he's gonna have some big games that are gonna take it uh, take it over. I think they're gonna get the alley oop game going like they did in the Big Ten tournament, and he's averaged five for that over his career. Uh, and had a heavy post presence uh, in, in Trace Jackson Davis, so I, I think X is going to find his 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 role changing. I think off the ball X has a really good chance of being uh, an assist guy because he's going to be able to beat closeouts, and then when the help comes, he's going to be able to to find uh, shooters and post players in the dunker spot. So I I, I think uh, X is going to be over. It's a good number. You set a re- you set good numbers all the way through this. It is a very good, solid uh, number. It'll be close. 
Coach, can I get that in writing, um, if you wouldn't mind? Um, thanks. The compliment. And let's, <laughs> let's go to Andy. Uh, I sure Coach, will. I'm not sure if kissing up to him actually helps in this exercise, but good good on you. Uh, trying to mend fences. That's, you know, that's, that's nice of you. Uh, I, I'm going to go over. This is one I, I kind of joked when we were getting started of, of how you might change opinions based on one game and how looking at some of these differently. So I'm going to try my best to go back to what my default would have been before the first game. And if you'd asked me this before the first game, I think I would have said over pretty quickly. Uh, so I'm trying not to let the fact that he only had one and played a little bit more off the ball in the first game influence my decision too much. Um, so I think he'll, I think he'll be right around that number, but I'll, I'll say over. I think dependent upon the opponent, they're going to find ways to, to get him in more ball screens than maybe they did the other day. So I'll, I'll take the over on him. I'd also think you can go ahead and mark the chat mob as over. I don't think I've seen one person put under in there. So yeah, it's uh, if you want to just knock that one out, you might as well do it now. And uh, Ryan. I'm, I'm not confident in this one at all because I really don't, you know, as we've said, we don't know what this team's really going to look like from a playmaking perspective. And a lot of it depends on how much Gabe Cubs has the ball, how much a guy like they try and ISO Mackenzie Mbaco and things like that. But I'm going to go over because I do think in a lot of key situations, he's going to be in pick and roll. And I think that when he's got several targets in pick and roll, including on the wing. And so I think that's why I'm, I'm leaning over, but I mean, I, I totally get the argument Jared laid out for under and I, I part, I found myself kind of agreeing, but I just, I just think they're going to rely on him so heavily to make plays late in games. And certainly in second halves when they're trailing uh, at times that I think that's going to go over. All right. And I forgot to mention the new wrinkle that I've thrown in this year is that each host gets two locks so they can lock in two picks. And if they get their locks, correct, that's an extra point. So do we uh, have to name the lock at the time we make the pick or can we do that at the end? You can do it at the end if you want. We can can go over locks at the end. If you feel confident when you make the pick, you can you can say lock it and I'll I'll put a lock on it. But um, we can wait till the end if you want. I don't intend to feel confident in any of them either while making the pick or even immediately after we finish. You made this too difficult. <laughs> well, apparently it wasn't difficult for the chat mob. I think I think that's a lock for the chat mob. Yeah, that do, that does seem like a lock for the chat mob. It definitely does. Once again, well, again, uh, Jay, you set the lines really well, um, and, and it's a difficult. You know, I'm gonna get that tattooed on just, me. So just uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Next one, we're going to our boy Khalil. Is that right? It's Khalil. Correct? That is how Indiana is officially officially telling people to say it from to meeting okay, members. Khalil, Khalil. where that's and, how Fish says it. Okay, um, we're going stocks. So that is blocks plus steals. I've set the over under at three and a half, and he had five in game one. So I think he had three blocks and two steals in game one. I've set his over under at three and a half, and we're going to coach first. I think that's a that's a tough number, especially as competition gets better. Um, you know, when those guys are driving in, he was volleyball spiking him uh, to get four. I, I don't know how consistent that'll be, um, but I'm gonna. I think it's slightly over. Uh, not confident on this one at all, but I, I think it's slightly over because he's going to be a defensive presence and they're going to funnel funnel that. And hopefully they don't stop the drive out at the nail as much as they do and let the contested twos happen and he gets a lot of stocks uh, in the lane. And we're going to Andy. I'll take the over as well. I think the question on this one comes partly on whether you think Woodson's able to 
you know, kind of continue to make progress on, uh, you know, his, his motor is, as Jared wrote in the banner moment. Um, but I think from a block perspective, you got to feel like he's good for at least a couple of game, uh, no matter what, and could, you know, get his way to some games where he's got a few more ends up with some steals. So, uh, I'll go over. I don't think he's going to play, you know, 36, 37 minutes a game like he did the other night, obviously. But, uh, I do think he's somebody who can be pretty productive even in, you know, low thirties minutes, if they can get him to do that. And quite honestly, if he's playing that number of minutes, uh, that's a great sign for, uh, him answering some of the questions about, uh, about him coming into the season. Yeah. I thought about making this only blocks, but, and you know, you set the over under at two blocks, I think only three or four, um, like major conference players had had two blocks or more per game last season. Trace was obviously one of them, but, uh, that's a, that's a tough number, um, for, for the college game. All right, Ryan, over to you. I went back on fourth on this one more than any. This would be my anti-lock, I think, of 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 all of these. But what I looked at was Trace Jackson Davis played nearly 35 minutes a game last year, and he was 2.9 blocks and 0.8 steals. I don't think Khalil Ware is going to have a better defensive season than Trace did statistically because I don't think he's going to play 35 minutes a game. So I'm going to lean under if he does – play that many minutes I think he would be over I think he'd be about four but I'm gonna say under and I would aim in the three range not three three and a half so I think I think that's a really good line and it's a really tough one but I'm gonna say under yeah you know I went to his season from last year Jay to try and get some insight and he averaged 1.7 stocks in 15.8 minutes per game last year so you try and project that out it's kind of right at this line uh, I, I find Ryan's reasoning compelling there as well. Um, I just think there's going to be just, probably some lot. fluctuations in his yeah. minutes. Um, I, I mean, he's going to have some great games. There's no question about it. Um, but I, you know, I, I just, we'll see if he hits this number, that's going to be huge for Indiana, but I'm going to go a little conservative and go under. All right. And just to double check, I had Jared under, um, coach, were you over? Yes. Yep. Okay, and then Andy. Coach Ryan. also thought you did a great job on these, in case you missed that. Yeah, mark that I, I, down I get, on the spreadsheet. I keep getting distracted by Coach's compliments. He's really throwing <laughs> me off Take it to the school game. board also. Not, not used to it. <laughs> um, and it looks like from the chat, Bob, it looks like I'm seeing a lot of overs. Chat yeah, Bob is very optimistic. Coach and the chat mob are just stuffing the stat sheets, man. Very Everybody, optimistic. you get an assist. You get a like stock. It. They're just I handing like them it. out. Oh, okay. Damn. All right, now we're... <laughs> Two, two right, in, and I'm already catching some strays over here. <laughs> Mr. Mister Preseason Optimism there is going under and throwing shade. Just, wait, wait till we get to the team numbers. I know. I know. All right. All right. Now we're going to Andy first, and it's – Ooh, good. I'm per- glad Andy has to start with this one since he predicted this guy to lead the team in scoring. Uh, yeah, I do, feel, I do feel as though I'm painted into a corner a little bit here. Yes. Uh, you can either hedge – or stay strong. Let's see where you go. Well, this is a- All right. So the, the, it is points per game for our star freshman, McKenzie Mbaku. Uh, and reminder that he had four points in game one. I've, sent, I've set the over-under at 13 and a half. Um, I'm going to follow my own advice that I had at the beginning. That I'm going to try not to be swayed too much. I'm a man of conviction. And if I said at the beginning for one of my uh, flag planting that he was going to Lead the team in scoring. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go over, although somewhat reluctantly here. But uh, I, I can at least you know 
I can I can take it with with the take, keep my dignity as I as I go with that one. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go over. I I really think all, all kidding aside, uh, I thought it was the right move by Woodson. He was struggling defensively. You got to win the game at some point. By all accounts, Mbako wasn't a guy that he was sulking it. on the bench yeah. and understood and and feel like as he gets more comfortable. There's going to be games where he has big scoring games and is going to be out there, and he has the ability to to improve defensively. So um, I'll uh, I'll I'll continue to talk myself into that one. That's spirit. All right, Ryan, thirteen uh, and a half, McKenzie and Baco. Again, a great line. I'm going to go under. I think he's going to end up at about twelve and a half. And I think why is I think it's going to take him a while to adjust to the college game, and early season is going to drag that average down. I think if you just did Big Ten play, I think he's actually going to be getting better as the season goes. Uh, last year in thirty three point one minutes a game, Jalen Hutchifino thirteen and a half points a game exactly. Um, and so I think that was a great line to put because it's which freshman will be better. And that guy had the ball in his hands all the time. Uh, so, and I don't think that Mbako will. So playing off the ball, it might actually help him score more with less attention. But at the same time, I just think that early season, he's going to have games like this that he had against Florida Gulf Coast. He's going to have a game where he goes for 18, but he's going to keep balancing those. And I think that early season is going to drag that average down into the 12s. All right, Jared. Yeah, um, I agree there. I, I think all of our starters, I think we have a good chance to have all five of our starters, current starters, in double figures. But I think they'll all be between like 10 and 13. You know, it's, it um, seems very balanced this year. Yes. I think that drags individual performances yeah. down. And, and I tend to agree. You know, I think he may, may be our leading scorer in Big Ten play or down the, you know, down the stretch the final couple months. And I think that'd be great. Um, but I do think some struggles and ups and downs early will drag that down. So I'm going to go under. Coach, you still staying up over there? No, nope. nope. apparently not. I, to hell with it. I'm going under. Join in the group. <laughs> We're three in, and Coach's reasoning is to hell with it. <laughs> no, I, uh, we've we've gotten in his head, know, folks. He's a uh, he's an interesting interesting study. You know, he he really struggled the other night. Um, what you guys could see on TV, and those of us in the hall saw it, even when it might not have been on the ball or in the camera, he, he just really struggled. And I think at times that's going to cost him some minutes, especially early. Uh, I do think he's going to pop for some 20, 25 point games uh, because he's, he's just that good and that skilled. Uh, but 13 and a half seemed again, solid number Jay, uh, but I'm going to go under slightly under. All right. And it looks like the chat mob is under as well. Moving on. We have Greg someone in the Galloway. chat mob asked if you were a bookie, by the way. Uh, I mean, he just looks like one. Yeah. All right. Slimey Slimey and Weasley. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're back. We're back. Coach Coach is back. I think he's, he was shaken for those first few, but I think he's he's back now. He's back. All right. All right. Trey Galloway, three point percentage. Um, Last year he shot 46.2% as we all remember. Um, I'm setting the over under at 38 and a half this year. Uh, he was one for three in game one. And we are starting with Ryan. I'm going to go under. Uh, I think he's going to shoot more, and I think that'll drive it. Drive it. I mean, it, the average last year I don't think is is reality, really, for him. I I, I just I don't want to call it luck, but I think that he made a, a lot last year um, that weren't commensurate with his ability. 
So uh, I, I would say under this year, I don't think he'll be bad, but I think it'll be under that, that level. Yeah. Jared. I think he will be a more productive three point shooter, but a less efficient one. So I'm going to go under it's the, the exactly. Mark Titus rule. If you're shooting 46% from three, you're not taking enough of them. Exactly. So that's, that's where I'm at with it under. Uh, coach. I'm going under too. Uh, I, I think Jared uh, was spot on. He's going to be better, uh, but volume. I think he's going to take uh, more shots. You saw he was comfortable coming off the little handoff when the defender went under in game one. I think he's going to look to shoot more, uh, and, and it'll be slightly under uh, 38%. Man, I feel negative, guys, all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, chat's pretty much uh, almost all unders as well. I feel the chat, personally, the chat doesn't I, pay attention to Trey anymore. They got Gabe Cups now. Trey's, I, Trey's old news. No one's paying attention to him. On some level, I feel personally challenged because this was also another one of my uh, flag planning predictions. So I said he would shoot over forty percent still. Uh, so again, uh, I'm and either going to prisoner to his previous opinion. I'm either going to yeah, Mr. Bottoms gonna loves look. to back himself into a corner. I'm Is that how look. a bracketologist should view this, or should you I'm, take the new information? Yeah. We, what new information do we really have? You know, so I, uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to, I'm going to go over. I'm either going to look really good on all accounts or totally crash and burn. We'll figure out <laughs> as we go. All right. looks like the chat is also an under on 38 and a half. All right. Now we get to everybody's new favorite guy, Mr. Gabe cups, his over under on minutes per game. I have set at 19 and a half and we're going to Jared Morris first. Oh, man, I really wanted some time to think about this one. Um, I'm going to go under. He's going to play a lot of minutes, but 19.5 is a lot for a freshman. I think there are going to be some matchups where Indiana is going to want to play bigger, longer. I have more confidence in guys like Caleb Banks, you know, and some of those guys to be more ready. Peyton Sparks will be in there, and that'll change some lineup things up. So love Gabe. He's going to have some big games like Florida Gulf Coast. Um, but I just think overall, God, playing half the game for a guy like him, that would be a lot. So I just, that number just seems a little bit too high. I think we'll get 16, 17 maybe, but that just seems a little too high for me. I'm going to go under coach over kid. The, the kid's got to play. I mean, he, he's a game changer. I, I know, I know he he's a, a smaller version of point guard and all that, but you know, uh, Coach Woodson said it in the press conference. It, it was the talk of Assembly Hall, and I know it's early and it's game one, uh, and there's going to be that freshman wall that he will hit, but I think this coaching staff absolutely loves what he does defensively. Like, the game changed when Indiana locked up defensively at the 10-minute mark, and he was that pest that we've seen in college basketball be on other teams that just – it's going to be hard not to play him. I understand he's a freshman. I understand that there are matchups and all of that, uh, but you play your winners. Um, and I think the kid has has what I've seen in three games and what I saw Friday night, an ability to, to really impact winning uh, on, on the basketball floor, more than, more than CJ, more than Banks, more than Sparks. Um, I, I think he's the sixth man in the rotation and getting that kind of minutes. All right, Andy. Uh, I'm going to go under. Uh, I mean, he played 19 the other night. I, don't, I won't say that was the perfect scenario for him to get minutes, but 
played almost the last 11 minutes of the game because he was playing well, uh, to be fair. But, uh, yeah, I think there'll be games when, you know, you hope some of the other guys come along, and I think there'll be games when uh, they may opt for some different things lineup-wise. So I'll go slightly under. Ryan? I'm going under as well. I think there'll be games where he plays 30 minutes. But I think in general, I think, you know, he's going to hit a freshman wall at some point. He's going to play a little less here or there. And there are just too many rotation players. So I'm going to go under um, slightly. Yeah, I mean, Mbako is going to be getting minutes from somewhere. You know, he's not going to play that. So it's a tough one. But And the chat mob looks damn near split. I'll let let somebody tell me what what it is um, after this next one. Yep. Um, Let's move on to Peyton Sparks. Obviously, we only saw him briefly in game in the first exhibition game. I've set his over under rebounds per game at five and a half. And we start with coach. Under. Under. I I think five and a half rebounds is a lot. Um, And he, you know, that's. There are people that are are shocked with everyone's love of of Gabe Cups. I'm shocked with everyone's love of Peyton Sparks. Uh, I think he is a three to four minute, five minute guy at times. Uh, you play Edie, you play uh, the guy at Illinois. He's going to play ten to twelve minutes. I don't think you're going to get five and a half rebounds per per game. Uh, the opportunities here, his effort and his attitude and how hard he plays, maybe per minute uh, played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, higher than that, but per game, no. I think Coach and I have a different opinion on how much Peyton Sparks is going to play, but let's go to Andy. Uh, I'm going to go under as well. I, I, I think you got to try to figure out how these minutes get uh, divvied out in the front court and how long they want to go with playing the multiple big lineup. And if I think that Ware is going to play enough to get over – 3.5 stocks. I probably need to assume that Sparks doesn't play enough to get five and a half rebounds a game. All right, Ryan. Uh, I'm going under just for reference. Last year, Race Thompson averaged 5.2 rebounds per game. So just I've, I've done a lot of this by looking at historical trends, obviously. And I think that Peyton's going to make an impact and there are going to be games where he does have a big impact on the game. But I just think over the length of the season, five and a half rebounds ain't happening. That's It's just a high number. Uh, on the record, I've done zero research for mine. Just wanted to make sure everyone, no historical reference, just pulling it off. I'm looking at it now, Coach. I, didn't, I, I walked in a little blind. but Yeah, I'm, I'm going under. Uh, I've said I think Peyton Sparks is going to win a couple game balls. I think he's going to win some games for Indiana, but I just think his minutes are going to be so up and down. I don't think he'll get enough minutes to get that many, you know, uh, from a like you know counting perspective. I just don't think he'll be able to do it. All right, and just so everybody notes, Jared is under on every one so far. So I'm going to talk about who's being negative. Um, well, I still think right. we're going to win games. You know, <laughs> these numbers are just set, you know, one or two off what I'm expecting. That's all. He doesn't all right. like your lines, Jay. That's Apparently. what he's saying. He thinks your lines are slightly off. <laughs> I can't wait for him to get them all wrong. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> all right, next we have Malik Renew. And I know this is this is one of everybody's favorite topic of topics of conversation with Malik is his number of fouls, and so last last season he committed six point eight fouls per forty minutes. What a ridiculous season, number! Which is God. wild. Like holy not crap. ideal, not ideal, <laughs> not not what you want. Um, this season I've set his over under at three point seven fouls per forty minutes. 
And uh, for reference, he had 3.9 fouls for 40 minutes in game one. So let's go. I think, uh, I think I'm first Andy. on this one. Yep. Uh, I will, I will take the over, I think, uh, putting him in positions where he might have to guard a little bit more on the perimeter. Uh, I thought, you know, again, through one game, he made a foul going after a rebound that he wasn't going to get, which is similar to something he did last year, made a, one of the fouls was guarding on the perimeter. And I forget what the third one was, but ended up with three in the first game, which would be, I think he played 30 minutes according to Ken Thompson. I know you said it was 3.9 by my math. It would be four, but either way, uh, I think he's just going to be put in some challenging positions defensively. And even though I think he's improved with uh, some of the things that he needs to do on the court to play better defense, um, I don't think he's going to be perpetually in foul trouble either, but I do think he's going to, he, I think he's probably not going to cut that number as dramatically as this would suggest. All right, Ryan. Uh, yeah, I'm going over. This one wasn't difficult for me. I'm going over. I think he's going to struggle with that all year. And I think Mike Woodson's going to complain about it all year. I don't know if he may not foul out of a game all season. Uh, unless it's, you know, late game and they have to foul, you know, but I don't think he's going to foul out in the run of play all season, maybe once, but I think it's, it's going to be right on the edge all year. And Jared. Uh, yeah. He's going to be better. He's not going to be that much better over. And I'm going to lock this one. Oh, okay. And look, just, just to be clear, is a, is a negative one. So okay. just, just to be clear, none of these picks are negative. Like saying X is going to go under on assist. Isn't a negative on X. It's just a thought about the offense and how it's going to be distributed. So you know, I mean, stop defending that, yourself. It's just that and now one of us Jared made predictions. Of, yeah. yeah, it's just that one of us made predictions before the season. They're willing to stand behind, and one of us didn't. It's fine. I'm willing to stand by my <laughs> predictions. Just you know, he just got different information. Stats. We're just we're trying to pick stats here. I'm not changing right, anything about how good I think the team's going to be. Uh huh. Yeah, sure, Jared. But I'm locking that one. Guys don't change their fouls per minute. That well, he's got a reputation typically. too. Yes, and that's going to follow him for a while. I expect the bigger if there's a ch- a bigger change. I think it'll come next year when he's an upperclassman, not this year. I would agree, Coach. I, I'm I'm going over, and I think he'll have an excellent defensive year overall. He's got to fix a few things, but uh, even Woodson said in the post game press conference that Malik looks at people and he fouls. You know, he just looks at them, and he he's got that goes to the reputation that Ryan was talking about. Um, I, I think this staff trusts him to to do the right things. He's talking a lot. So I think he's going to be a leader defensively, but the fouling thing uh, has been his bugaboo for uh, a while. And I think he can do all that and be productive and improve and guard small, but the fouls are still going to uh, follow him uh, over that number. So we had all overs there. Wow. All right. We have uh... – like this, I think this is our eighth one, so this is the halfway point after this one. Um, we are on team three-point attempts. Everybody's favorite topic about how many three, threes this <laughs> IU team is going to shoot. And I've set the over-under at 17.5. So I think last season IU shot 15.5 threes per game. Uh, game one this season, we shot 13. So over-under, 17.5, and we are on Ryan. Over because it has to be. Like they have to. I mean, if it's under, I I I I shudder to think what happens this season. So I, I I'm saying over and being optimistic there. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going over. There are just more guys who are going to take threes. Like, Kalel's going to take threes. Malik is going to take threes. CJ, for sure, is going to be popping in off the bench and firing up threes. So I just think we don't really have a true volume three-point shooter, although McKenzie could approach that. But we just have more guys that are going to be willing to take them. And as the season goes on, there will be enough games where we're up in the mid-20s that it'll balance out You know, the games where, like, maybe against Army, where we have a huge advantage down low. Maybe we only take 12 because we need to. But I think as the season goes on and guys get comfortable, that number is going to be creeping up into the 20s more and more often. Coach? This is this is a difficult uh, one because I initially want to say under because I don't think it's emphasized in the program to try to get threes. I think threes are a secondary shot uh, in, in this philosophy, and that doesn't have to be a negative. I just think that's the way it is. Um, I thought Indiana ran really good stuff and only took 13 threes in game one. Uh, I think, you know, I think it's post. It's uh, point guard coming off for mid-range. I think it's transition. And then the fourth shot wanted by this staff is a three-point shot. Um but I also agree with everyone else. It's got, it's kind of got to be, and we have more people who can, who can uh, shoot those. I think we had in the Marion exhibition, we just sat slightly over that, like 21 or something, 20, 21. Um, I was just trying to catch up on my historical uh, studies on, on, on this. Uh, so, um, man, I, this is torn between what I think and what I want. Um, and, and, over. Damn. <laughs> All right, Andy. You want to lock that one, Coach? <laughs> no. Uh, I'm I'm very much like Coach, where it's torn between what you think is going to happen and what you want. Uh, I think, unlike him, I'm going to go with what he probably thinks is going to happen and what I think is going to happen, as opposed to what we might want. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go under. You're smarter than I am. That's debatable. It, it looks like the chat mob is a slight over. All right. That's the halfway point. Jared, I'll, I'll let you tell me if we want to take a break. Everybody stretch. Let's, you know, give coach a couple minutes to go look up some, some stats here to get himself ready. No, let's keep, uh, let's keep, keep firing through. All right. No, let's keep firing through. And I will say no one has locked one yet. I am the only one who has been decisive enough to lock. I just think that's important to point What'd out. Would you lock? Wow. <laughs> which one did you oh, lock? Malik Renu over fouls, which is the most obvious I think, one. He's not yeah. he's not gonna I cut th- that by half. Yeah, I should lock I'm gonna lock that as well, actually. I didn't even <laughs> yeah. think to do that. I, I forgot. I can't believe lock. in it. You guys didn't do Principal, that. Principal, yeah, I'll I'll lock that. I think one the stress the stress of this potty training stuff has really gotten a little bit Jared on edge. I mean I'm not on edge. Jeez, I'm P. not on edge. I'm it takes a little time. Yeah, he's negative. He's lashing out. This is yeah. This he's is lashing really out. He's he's. I am he's not bragging about his decision making. <laughs> now, Teddy will be all right. Tra- I'm trying to trash talk you guys into second guessing yourself, and it's working. Yeah, it did. I don't I'm, need I'm the trash talk to help me second guess myself. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get it back on the rails here. <laughs> I need a uh, piece let's... of pie. That's what I need. <laughs> I'm just stressed. I need. I got some cream pie up there. Fresh, fresh pie. I need to take a halftime break and go get a piece of pie. That'll be a first. Host on assembly call eats pie, trying to settle. Where's Miss Tontoni? Get her down there with the pie. Yeah, I see. See. See left. 
didn't leave me. She just left <laughs> the residence. I, you, I know, based on some of these finally wised up, you know. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right. All right, Jay, wow. reel us back in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might be it might be gone by now. Um, all right. Oh God. Let's see here. Let's we'll we'll start we'll start working the other way through this sheet this time. We'll start on the other end and work our way back. So for the second half, to lead us off, we'll start with Ryan and who plays the most minutes out of Walker, Banks, and Gunn? I'm gonna go with Walker because I think Mike Woodson absolutely loves Walker. I, I like it's between him and Gunn for sure on this, I think. But I'm going to go with Walker. I think he's going to rack up a lot of minutes early in the year while Gunn is still earning trust. But it, it's it's very evident that that Mike Woodson loves Anthony Walker. All right, Andy. I'm going to go Walker as well. Uh, more experience. Uh, I think Woodson has Athletic. tended to be a guy who leans on that. And uh, so I'll go Walker. Coach. Walker. Um, I, I want, I want it to be CJ Gunn Cause I think he's a special ticket. Um, but, um, yeah, I think Walker, I will just point out, I don't think we know yet how much coach Woodson loves Walker. We've seen three public displays of Indiana basketball. And that's why Caleb, while Caleb has been dealing with a groin issue and we don't know how the rotations might've changed if he'd been healthy the entire time. I do think, I mean, Woody does tend to defer to the older guys. So that but is he true. went out and got him, and he wasn't necessarily a fit when he went out he did. and got him. That's what, that's what I mean question... he loves him. Like, he clearly wanted him here, and he's not like, you know, it wasn't like a position of need. So he brought him in to play. He didn't bring him in to, you know, true. I, I don't know. And he's a but one of your guys. Is, if, we did this, if we did this question three weeks ago, no one would have said Walker. So a lot of the reason why we're saying it is because of what we've seen through three games, and I don't think we can trust that yet until we see Caleb healthy. I'm going with CJ because I think Walker and Banks are going to split minutes because they play a similar position. So I think CJ has a clearer path to minutes than those guys. And obviously, if his shot comes around, you know, which I still believe in, um, I think he's going to be the guy who gets it. So CJ, I came close to locking this one, but his inconsistency as a shooter is enough to make me question that. So I'm not going to lock it. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see with Walker when when Sparks is back to what that what those minutes look like and. Yeah, and how that breaks that's, down. That's the only mitigating factor I think there that could take away from it. And it looks like it's uh, Walker by a landslide in the chat mob as well. All right, now we Prisoners get into the, the. Now we get into fun with numbers. <laughs> we have. You uh, need a piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna walk away and get some pie if this continues. I'm amped up by Greg Doyle's article about Reggie Miller and his trash talk. It got me going today. So, you know, let's have some fun here. Come on. You mean Greg Doyle, who after, uh, was it 25 minutes of the game one, said this team wasn't well coached? That guy? Is that what we're talking about? Dude, I don't also pay said, attention to Greg Doyle for his analy- for also his said, work as an what? analyst. It's for his feature work that he's good. Yeah, like when he said Purdue, like three years ago, had the best roster in NCAA history. Yeah. Those are absurd opinions. It's yes, just... But but that's great. Greg's had those since he worked at CBS. Like, yes, I don't put any stock into those. But as a features writer, he's very good. Hey, I'm getting text messages. People want to come over for pie here that are watching the show locally. I had to give them the code to my garage door. You should have a pie party. Do it. Do some dancing out on the porch afterwards. Wow. Yeah. Got big, big pie energy going on up in Delphi. Um, All right. 
Let's see. Now we're on to Andy for the adjusted offensive efficiency. One of uh, one of his favorite things. And these are these are numbers from T Rank, our our boy Bart Torvik. And I've set the over under for the offense, and the under is better at forty four and a half. Will Indiana have a top forty four offense? Over under forty four and a half. Andy, it's to you. Oh, this is a this is a tough one. Um, I'm pretty sure I got both of these wrong last year, so I should probably do the opposite of what I would think that I should do. Um, I'm going to say over. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I try not to be too much a prisoner of uh, some of the struggles offensively at times the other night. Um, but I think if I, if I go along with thinking the team's not going to shoot a ton of threes, I think that has an impact from an efficiency standpoint. And, uh, I think this team will probably be more defined by its defense than its offense. So I'll, I'll I'll go over coach. 44 and a half, right? Yep. And under means you think it'll be better than that. Yep. Right. Um, man. I'm going to, I'm going to go under, I, I think, I think, um, I don't know how far under, but they were in the twenties last year, uh, depending, I didn't know the T rank or Ken Palm or whatever, but, um, yeah, I think they will be 42nd, 43rd, maybe I I'm, I'm again, maybe hoping. So I'll go under. Yeah. Jared, I'm going under, I think it'll take a while, but I think they will be good enough in February and March to get that number under too much talent. Too many ways for this team to score once they get cohesion and chemistry under. Ryan? Yeah, I think they'll be just under. I think it'll be between 35 and 40. All right. Some pretty positive other than uh, other than uh, Andy. Looks yeah, like the, the chat mob's now, a little split. Chat mob. Yeah, yeah. chat mob looks a little split, but uh, we'll, I'll let somebody tell me what the chat mob thinks here in a bit. All right. Now let's move on. People are still defensive. stunned that there was something positive said about Doyle. I see lots of Doyle question marks in the chat. <laughs> yeah, everybody Sorry. had the under Sorry to throw on, you uh, on Doyle compliments, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coach, Apologies. we're coming to you. We're um, Now we're talking about the defense. We're, I'm set the over-under. Obviously, under is still better at 22 and a half. Will hey, I can I ask why it? you chose T-Rank as opposed to Ken Palm as the number to use for this reference? Yeah, I, from from what I've seen, Ken Palm gets a little noisy, um, and I think there was I think it was the St. Mary's game uh, in the NCAA tournament, Woodson's first year. That one game dropped our I think defensive rating by like ten spots, and I don't think it's and I think T rank was maybe one or two. So I'm I not watched sure why. I watched that game. I'm fine with that. <laughs> fair fair so, points on both I, sides there really i'm siding with ken on that one i don't know if there's a if there's a recency uh if, if ken palm slightly ranks more recent games than t rank or, or how that or that what the breakdown is or why that's different but um okay. i i just think i just think the t rank numbers are a little less noisy makes sense all right coach will iu have a top 22 defense over under 22 and a half over, I, and I'm not saying they'll have a bad defense. I just don't think they'll have um, a top level. I, I think 
If they go to a smaller lineup, uh, I think they might have a chance. I, I think the struggles at the, the old traditional three and four, uh, I know it's one game sample, uh, but um, I, I think the people, the players at that uh, wing spot were all called out at some point um, for not being able to pick up the defense. Okay. He left for some he's, he's, Yeah. 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 Um, and will they get enough? Will they get there? Oh, there he is. He's coming in and out. Yeah. Can you hear me or not? Now you're, you're coming in and out. In. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, I think over. Jared. Uh, I thought about locking this one. I'm going under. Indiana's defense was 24th in Ken Palm in Woodson's first year with Miller Cop. Parker Stewart, freshman Tamar Bates. Like, there were some guys that weren't very good defenders. But you know what he had? Xavier Johnson. That's what we did not have last year. And so I'm going, if we have a healthy Xavier Johnson with all the length that we have, and as much as we may question the offense of some of those guys on the bench, I think a lot of those guys are going to be able to come in, play good defense. Um, I thought in spurts against Florida Gulf Coast, you saw what the defense can be, and it's fantastic. And for as much as we, you know, worry about the open threes – well, a lot of that is because they really don't want to give up stuff at the rim. And that's what you can control the most as a defense. And Mike Woodson's defenses have been very good at two-point percentage. And so I trust them to get some of the stuff figured out or to at least be able to compensate for it with their length. I think this team's defense has a chance to be really, really good. Um, even though you don't have Trace, you have a lot better individual defenders and athletes. So I'm going, I'm going under. I'm not going to lock it because there's one coming later that I like better, but I feel pretty good about this one. All right, Ryan. Uh, I'm going to go over. I think they'll be top 30, uh, maybe like, or or maybe like top 35. Uh, but I don't think they'll be they'll be under 22. Um, I, I think that the one issue, and I agree with Jared that the potential there exists, and and the talent is there for that. And Xavier Johnson makes a huge difference. But I think he got a lot of young guys, and a lot of young guys leads to a lot of confusion. And so I think there are going to be games where they just are disconnected. And, and that's, that's just what happens when you have younger players, no matter how talented they are. So I think there are going to be some games where you look up at the scoreboard and you're like, how did that happen um, a, a couple times this year? And I think that'll that'll push it up. And Andy? Well, I certainly said a minute ago that they would be more known for their defense, although going over on the other one gives me a lot of room to do whatever I want with this one, I feel like. Um, I, I'm going to go over just by a little like just to be top 20 feels I think they might look that way where you can you know later in the season on Torvik kind of look at it in segments of the season but I do think based on what we saw on Monday and even uh, or on Tuesday and even what you saw in some of the exhibitions like there were some miscommunications I think you're going to have some of that early on I think they'll get it together and be better later but I'll, I'll go slightly over all right. Now let's go to, I think we're on Jared now, and we have the number of neutral court or away wins before the NCAA tournament. Last year, uh, you had seven, uh, including a Big Ten tournament win. And this year, the over-under, six and a half. Jared. Oh, that's right. Okay, so this does include the Big Ten tournament. I didn't think it does that. include the Big Ten tournament. Okay. Oh, then I'm going to go over. 
Yeah, I was I was really questioning it before that, but if it's Big Ten tournament, I think this team's going to be good by then and get at least a couple wins in the Big Ten tournament. And betting on Indiana do well in the Big Ten tournament has never, uh, you know, hurt. You know, been a been a bad prediction in the past. So I'm going over. All right, uh, Ryan. Ooh, this is a tough one. I, I again didn't think Big Ten tournament, so I'm going to go because I looked at the schedule and I just couldn't find that many, you know, neutral quarter road wins. But I, I'm going to go over as well and say they make, uh, they upset it. I also am making a bold prediction. I think they beat Wisconsin this year at Wisconsin. Boom. Okay. I like it. I think they're going to out talent the hell out of them, and I think Xavier is going to keep them calm enough to win it. Love it. Okay. First time since I was a senior in high school, they will win at Wisconsin. That stupid streak. All right, Andy. Uh, I will go over uh, on this one. I am assuming the Harvard game counts as a neutral court game, correct? It does. It does. Yep. I know like Ken Palm does the weird like semi-home, semi-away nonsense on there. But anyway, yeah, I'll go over. Coach. Ah, oh, is this pulling up the schedule? Um, just <laughs> now, you're the last one to go. <laughs> well, Coach, I'm worried about your reaction time. You were the fourth person to go. <laughs> you really I, I, I wanted to double. I wanted to double. I wanted to double check something. Thing to heart, which I can really appreciate. But I, I, I think I think over. I think they're going to win one in New York. I think they're going to. Um, Win one in Indianapolis, uh, win one in the Big Ten tournament, that's three, and I think they find a way to get four um, in other places um, in the Big Ten. I think it's going to be very, very tight. I, I don't think this – I think this is either a definite under or just a, a seven, but I, but I think they do get there. So I'm going to go Yeah, over. I think seven is my pick as well. I think it's right there. Coach said definite under or seven, so he's going over. So. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> It's hard That's to the dumbest thing one. I've ever said, and I and I'm the king of dumb shit too. That might be the okay. dumbest thing I, I've right. ever said. Jared, Put get that, that drop. Please yeah, get yeah, that, that drop. drop All right, right now. Yeah. One Somebody hour, right twelve time. minutes. Okay, I got. I definitely have to make sure I get that one. Okay. Well, <laughs> and you can use it for any of us when we say something dumb. Really can. Right. Yeah, just play that and. <laughs> You're catching oh, strays from Joel in the chat now, Coach. You know things have gone off the rails. Hey, <laughs> he's sharp, dude. And the more bourbon he drinks, he's even better. So yeah, that's that's a compliment. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that about him. <laughs> All right, that's great. I think we we made it back around the horn. We have four left, and we are on Ryan for the number of players to lead. IU in points at least one game. So the number of players to lead IU in points at least one game. Set the over under. This I was I I, I loved this question. I struggled to come up with the right number. I set the over under at five and a half, and it's to Ryan. Yeah, that's so tough because if it were four and a half, I would definitely say over. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I was struggling with. Yeah. Is if it's all five half, starters. It's over. All five starters will lead the team in scoring at some point this year. It's whether or not a bench guy will. I'm going to say Gabe Cups will have one game where he leads the team in scoring. Uh, I think it'll be low. I think it'll be like 13, 15, or whatever. But I think the distribution will help him. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with over. 
Andy. Uh, I'm going to go under. I think it's the five starters, and that's it. Coach. Uh, I, I was leaning that that way too, but what what gets you is a couple of these games. Um, you know, yeah. against Army or someone when someone gets some extra minutes, um, and I do think um, I, I like the starters over the bench guys. But then, I, like if a CJ Gunn finds it, whenever he finds it and gets that comfort level, hits boom, 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 boom. I mean, he can pop right, just an instant offense. Then he gets more minutes in the second half, right? When he gets that, plays good defense, hits two or three threes in that first half, and gets it rolling. Um, that this this is this is really really. Um, I think going to be a tough one. Uh, I'm going to say under because uh, I think it's going to be heavily starter. But man, it scares me because of all those reasons. Um, if if it, it, yeah. So Gall- before I say something stupid again, Galloway led the other night. I'm done. Right? So he's he's yep. checked off. Galloway, yeah. yep. Galloway yep. led one the game one. <clears throat> over uh, Jared. Over lock. Over lock, as I said. Because all all the starters definitely will. I definitely think CJ will, and I think either Gabe or Peyton will at some point. So I would have actually gone over if you'd said it at six point five. I'm going to go think the scoring Peyton, is going to be balanced. Peyton enough. Sparks, some game. Peyton Sparks leading someone in in, in Dude, scoring. He's beat up some, I'd say some Sparks, Sparks team. or Cups, Sparks or yeah. Cups will. There's going to be a random Big Ten game in January when they're all flat, and Woodson just lets Cups and Sparks play a whole bunch, and one of those guys is going to lead them. I'm going to so go I'm going and lock over this lock. One. I just think the scoring is so balanced. And you have a guy like CJ, as Coach said, when he gets hot, you know, he's going to lead the team in scoring at some point. Like, you know, like tomorrow I'm with against you. I'm with you on CJ. State, where he goes with eight, yeah. you know, goes for 18. So, yeah, I'm, I'm locking it. All right. That was the lock for you too, Ryan? Yes. All right. Uh, what's, uh, man, what did the chat mob say? Somebody, uh, somebody tell me what the chat mob said, and I'll come back to it. All I right. Think, I think under it looked like, based on, Somebody, Brett, Brett's been doing a good job. He said mob was under by two. And then the next two people also said under. Okay, so. perfect. All right. All right. Here's another fun one. We're going to the number of players to record at least one double, double number of players to record at least one double, double the over under is four and a half. Obviously where did it in game one and let's go to Andy. This would be inclusive of uh, of assists as well, right? That's I, 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 let me check. Yes, double doubles. Those count assists as well. Well, I know. I just sometimes everybody your mind immediately goes to rebound. So just was clarifying while I was thinking about it. Snarky uh, response too. Jeez. Oh, whoa, whoa, I, know, I haven't been people no, snarky to this basketball stuff. So <laughs> yeah, I have. Well, I haven't been praising him nearly as much as Coach has. So I understand that there's a some animosity that's built up. Uh, I'm going to go under. Uh, I think Renew and Ware feel like Locks X could get to that number in assists at some point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I struggle getting to five. I, I think maybe you could find some scenarios where there's four. And again, you got some of these early season games. Although I feel like I fell into the trap last year of like, oh, Malik's going to pick up. There was like a double double one for Renew last year. And I fell into the trap of, oh, he's going to be able to. Uh, you know, pick up a couple of these in non-conference play. And that uh, did not, did not work out in my favor. Uh, you know, he came up short a few times, but uh, so I- I'll go under on that one. Coach. Under. Yep. Good analysis. Under. Jared. 
Uh, I mean, where, where, renew, and X, I think, are pretty clear. I struggle to get to the fourth one. I actually think Sparks might be the most likely one to be the fourth. Um, I think I think uh, McKenzie could get there. I could see him having a random. Maybe, yeah, one of those two guys. But yeah, it's I'm I'm going to go under. It's it's hard to fit, to really have confidence in one of the other guys doing it. Yeah, go under for me as well. Same same reason. All right, and Chat Mob looks under as well. Uh, slight lean under for Chat Mob. All right, let's get into some uh, team predictions, and we're starting with Coach. Big Ten tournament seed. The under is better. I'm setting the over under at five and a half. Uh, if, you, if you care about this stuff, T Rank has us currently projected to finish tied for third. And in, uh, in the Big Ten with about ten other teams, so yeah, um, fun. <laughs> I'm gonna say under because I'm still a fan. I, I I just have Indiana in that five six seven range uh, that I've been talking about that mid range, um, but there are teams above them that can slip. Um, you know, so yeah, that this is a fan pick. I, I'm gonna go under. It's a tough one. I do think this team is going to take on some water early, you know, but fortunately there are only two big 10 games, you know, before, before the calendar flips. So I'm going under, um, you know, I still think this team is going to finish strong uh, and end up doing pretty well in big 10 play. So it's tough. That's a good number. Cause I think anywhere between four and six, like it could, who knows what could separate them. Yep. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to go under. And Ryan. Uh, yeah, I picked him at five, so I'm going to have to go under. Um, but I, I like Jared, I think it could be anywhere from like four to eight. And I think they'll all be tied and it'll be tiebreakers essentially. So we'll, we'll say that. I said four to six. Don't. Well, don't, no, but I mean, but I'm saying, I'm saying eight. like you, I think there's going to be a widespread. Okay. Mine goes four to eight. Yours goes four to six. Okay. Just want to be clear. Andy. I'll take the under <laughs> as well. I, I definitely Man. think tiebreakers will, uh, Come into play for sure. It's going to be a crowded uh, middle of the pack in the Big Ten, uh, as is customary. So, hopefully, the tiebreakers work in our uh, work in our favor. All yes. right. For the schedule, somebody, uh, Brett, let me know what the chat mobs True. looks like. It's the chat mobs going back and forth. So, lock in your final answer, chat mob, and Brett will come let on, me know. chat mob. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Chat mobs catching strays from Jared. (laughs) Jared's Jared's trash talking wasn't working on any of us. He's taken the lashing out at the chat mob. Shameful. And final one. And luckily, Jared gets to go first on this one. NCAA tournament seed over under seven and a half. Under is better. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go under. Um, I mean, I think if we do that well in the Big Ten, um, if we can just pick up, you know, one or two of the big wins, you know, in the non-conference, UConn, Kansas, you know, one of those big games, I think that'll be enough. This is close, you know, and and I just think the early season is going to be enough of a struggle um, to make it close. I think we'll be playing better than a seven seed, you know, if that's what we get. But I think our seed will probably be right around there. But I'm going to go under. Ryan. Sorry, uh, got a call. Um, I am going to go. I had him at a seven seed, so under. Yeah. And you want to name drop? Did Ryan release a preseason bracketology? 
that we didn't see coach. No, I mean, like in my early season, I was just when I when I looked at the schedule and looked at everything, I said I, I thought they would be about a seven seed. So you should do bracketology for the big lead. And then no. you can compare with coach. And Absolutely Andy. not. It would take over my life, and I, I have enough going on. Send me some dessert. I'll send you one. You could right. use your own name on it. Let's talk after. <laughs> We're now bartering Deal. for pies, send apparently. Me, yeah. Send me some dessert. <laughs> I'm glad the uh, fitness program's going well, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> well, Homefield got right. 3X and 4X, so don't need to be fit anymore. <laughs> oh, all right, Andy. <laughs> uh, I... While I worked on a preseason bracketology, I never actually finished it to uh, to post anywhere. But I think I had him as an eight or nine, so I'm going to say over. I, I worry that the Big Ten has already taken on a little bit of water as a league. Yeah. Um, and I, as much as you want to think that stuff doesn't matter, uh, I also worry that if IU loses against UConn, then they play Louisville in a game that does nothing for you in the non-conference. Um, so. Um, I'll go. I'll go over. And coach, uh, I'm going to go over too. I, I think, and not. I, I, this was a tough line because I, I see them anywhere from you know six to ten that range. Uh, if they play really well, and uh, I think they can get as high as a six, maybe a five. But uh, I think there are more opportunities for them to slide into the eight, nine, ten game, and then um, if they're playing well at the end of the year. Uh, then that's a you know upsets you know opportunity to get uh, get into the Sweet Sixteen. All right, that concludes our uh, sixteen our sixteen main over unders, and now we have our our tiebreaker. Um, and the tiebreaker is a two part question. And oh boy, we've kind of we've kind of hinted at how how difficult this might be to figure out. But it's who leads IU in scoring and. How many points per game does he score? Oh boy! And I will. Um, we'll start with Jared, our uh, our fearless leader. Well, now here's my question, though: Should do Coach and Andy need to tell us their locks first before we get to the tiebreaker question? Uh, I can uh, do that. If you, I can do that if yeah. you if you'd like to stall. Yeah, Andy, give us time to Andy, figure out. I would out love your locks to. Since uh, like Jared, to Jared's trying to delay. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I'll I do. Totally admit it. I'll do the Peyton's rebounds. And I will do uh, the under on uh, the double doubles. Under on Peyton Sparks and under on double doubles. And I can All go right. ahead. I'll, I'll even go so far as to give you, since I've I've He's just truly off now. truly painted myself into a corner. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just ride this out. Uh, I'm gonna go Mbako to lead the team at. Uh, at a cool 13.6 points per game based on the previous <laughs> overrunner. You're a man of conviction, Andy Bottoms. I, I appreciate mean, that about what you. Else you. What else are you going to do? All right. Uh, coach, what are your locks? Uh, sparks under rebounds. And to, to change it up, I was going to go – also with the double double, uh, but I'll just I'll go out on on a limb and say cups over nineteen and a half. Ooh, okay. Wow, like that. Okay, buying into the hype. All right, 
Jared, who do we got? Who's going to lead IU in scoring? How many points is he going to score? Well, I think it's going to be X. Uh, and the reason why is I just think every type of lineup, you know, kind of lineup permutation that you think about, he's in it. You know, even when Cups plays, he's probably going to have X in there. You, you know, when you think about some of the foul trouble and lineup rotations with the bigs, no matter what, when you're writing out lineups, X is the guy who's in it. So I think he's going to play the most minutes. He's going to get the most opportunities. I like the addition of, you know, Cups being ready to play because that means X is going to be able to play off the ball and get more catch-and-shoot threes. So it's him. Um, I'm going to go with 13.9 points per game. And that's not really scientific at all, um, but that seems about right. I, ju I just think the scoring is going to be so balanced. It's hard to see someone getting up into the 14 or 15. So I'll go with X. All right, Coach. Um, I, I think the bigs are going to rotate games of when they're they're needed. Well, initially, I was thinking Malik because I think that's their go-to guy in a key offense. You know, we talked about it's it on the post-game show. To score. Yeah, uh, they're going to go to him, um, you know, and their offensive identity is to get Malik the ball down low, and he's going to have those opportunities. But then his fouls come in, and, and you have, you know, uh, you guys are real high on Sparks. If that's true, then he's going to eat some of those minutes up. Um, I think that the, the stats are going to be spread out there. So I, I, I'm going to go with X, uh, and I'm going to go with 14. Ooh. Slightly above the 13.9. Your price is writing me. Okay. That's right. Okay. All right, Ryan. I'm changing a lock, by the way. I've decided. The number All of right, players your... to lead the number of players to lead IU in points at least one game. I'll take that off. The Peyton Sparks rebound is the is the under. That's a lock. I I didn't even I wouldn't even think about using it at that point. So yeah, I'm gonna use it there. Uh and I'm I think it's gonna be X as well. Um, I think that he's just going to have the ball in his hands so much. He's got the experience. Uh, I, he may not lead the team in scoring as much as a team leader usually would, but I think he's going to be the most consistent. So I've got him at 13 and a half. Let, just real quick on, on the game the other night, I didn't think he had one of his better games and he no. had 14 points. No, like I, I thought he struggled he most of the game. And, here's and, the thing, and I got throws, to the box score and wow. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I he thought he, that, he dribbled too much. Late. He turned the ball over. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to be he shooting free throws. Free guard lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's all right. Yeah. I got him at 13 right. and a half. All right. I thought, I thought you were going to jump in and wonder why Ryan couldn't even have his lock last for more than, you know, 45 minutes, but otherwise um, you guys convinced me it's good job. He's wishy-washy. I'm know, taking he, in new he information. Doesn't, he doesn't Andy, have strong I'm opinions. changing my opinions. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm taking in new information and changing my opinions. I mean, the Peyton Sparks under, I think that is the most obvious lock. I just think if you guys want to weasel out and go with that one, fine. You know, <laughs> real men pick the tough one. No, I want to win, Jared, is what so, I want. So. <laughs> win with integrity, Ryan. I can't wait it's for a, Peyton it's Sparks available. to I'm not cheating. six it's rebounds available a game. To me. It's available to me. It will be funny if he averages like 5.6, yeah, for the season. It's gonna, Out of nowhere. Gonna get, he's going to average five and a half rebounds a game playing like 15 minutes. It's going to be great. Last, yeah. last game of the season, he's going to get like 20 to yeah. go over. <laughs> Coach is going to be All like, right. you know, just cheering against it. Like, why are you cheering against Sparks, man? And since, hey, uh, I, Brett I, did, right. since Brett did such a great job for the chat mob, I'll, I'll Brett, you make the pick for the chat mob for uh, – for player who's going to lead IU in scoring and points per game. 
All right, Brett. You got it. It's all, Give that it's all down to you. Yeah, put it in here. Do that. Um, By the way, I stood next to Peyton Sparks on the floor. Holy intimidating human being. I mean, are, not only is he tall. Right. No. This dude, whoa, he was he's solid, man. He is solid. Unbelievable. Yeah, he is solid. It's going to be interesting. Do you guys remember the uh he got hurt in the first exhibition game, right? Yep. I believe. Yes. Was yes. he yep. who was the first off the bench? Was it was he, he the was. first off the bench? Was Walker, was I thought, I, I, I thought big Sparks was, but uh. I know he was early and he was really yeah. involved when he was out there. So, and that's, you know, it's kind of one of the challenges of doing this. Now you've got that recency bias of seeing a couple games without him. Um, but I'm, I still, we spent a lot of time in the off season thinking that he was going to be kind of one of the locks, you know, as, as a bench guy. So I'm sticking with that. We'll see if that, if that continues. Um, but I just think there's going to be man, some, some backup bigs that they're just going to let him kind of pound away at. And he's going to be able to go out there and get, you know, four or six points, you know, pretty quickly in a stretch. So we'll see if that proves true. It'll be huge for Indiana if it does, obviously. But we will see. Jay, awesome job, man. These were these were really good. Outside of the Peyton Sparks rebound one that obviously everybody <laughs> felt one way about. Uh, but I, I thought you did a really good job. These were these were fun ones. So all right. It looks like it looks like Brett went with where for uh, leading IU in points. I'm, I'm not seeing uh, what the point total was, but so Brett, just drop a number in there and we'll add that. Boy, that'd be great for Indiana. See, if it is where, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, and he's smart because everyone else took someone else. So that's a winning bet. It's a game good wager. Yep. All right. I'm curious, Jay, after having us go through this, which one surprised you the most in terms of how we reacted to them in our picks? That's a good question. Um, so uh, we had four people go under on Cups' minutes. Um, I thought that was a little surprising. The Trey Galloway three-point percentage I thought was a little surprising. Um, I, I still think he could shoot 39 40%, even on slightly more attempts. Um, you know, I think he only made, you know, what, 36, 37 threes last year. Hopefully he's making 60 or something this year. But um he looked like he was a little. He was ready to shoot a little, a little more often uh, in game one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised that the uh, double double ones uh, I thought was interesting. Um, so I guess I, I I might just be higher on Peyton Sparks than you guys, um, and so I, I think I wouldn't surprise me if he got a double double before Big Ten play. Um, and then you have, you know, maybe maybe cups, maybe. Uh, and Mbaka was the other one uh, that wouldn't surprise me if he got a double double. So, um, if Khalil Ware got ten blocks. Would that count as a double double? Just <laughs> well, he already got yep, one, so it he's would already, count. He's already, <laughs> yeah, he's already he's already in the yes column on that. So, um, yeah, it, I, I think it was a. Uh, I was surprised that there was a there was a few that were all all the same answer. Um, the Malik one, the, I had a lot of fun with the Malik one. The the fouls for forty minutes. I had no idea where to set that line. Apparently, I was a little too low. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, that one's tough. I mean, I think everybody thinks it'll be better. You know, it's just one of those numbers that very rarely, unless you're Zach Eady, you know, just doesn't move. That's a number that typically doesn't move that much for a guy over his career. So we need it to, clearly. Um, but we will see. Well, Jay, awesome job, man. Thank, I know that I know you put a lot of time into it. We really appreciate it. It always makes for well a done. fun episode. And uh, it'll be Thanks, fun guys. to track. 
Yeah, and we'll figure out a way. Um, again, it may take a little while just to set it up with the Google Sheet and everything, um, but I'll put that together so we have a way for everybody to log their picks and you know, kind of get a, uh, um, you know, figure out who wins from uh, from the chat mob. Before we close up here, uh, Indiana plays Sunday against Army. That game is at eight Eastern, I believe. I think it's seven uh, Eastern, actually. Oh, is it seven Eastern? Let me double check. I thought it was seven my time. Uh, you are correct. It is seven Eastern. Yeah. Six central. Okay. So it's seven o'clock Eastern time. Kim Palm predicts a 79 58 victory, uh, for Indiana army currently 323rd in Ken Palm. So this is kind of the, the tastiest cupcake. So this is, uh, this coach is thinking about dessert army is the tastiest of the desserts on Indiana's schedule. Andy, do, is there anything else? I know you didn't have a lot on them after the post game show. Any, is there anything we need to know just about their style of play? that you know or do they have size or I, I do not I do not know. I know they got beat by Stonehill tonight, who is I believe still in the process of transitioning to D one. So they did fifty seven to forty four. Okay. Big so. big big IU day Sunday. Men's uh soccer is yes. in the big ten uh championship at noon, I believe. Women's team plays at five, men's team plays at seven. Yeah, everyone seems to think that the uh, men's soccer team about three weeks ago was in danger of missing the NCAA tournament, and now everyone kind of feels like they may have locked it with that semifinal yeah. win. So that's good to hear. That, was game, like, that game was wild. Was it like 34 straight years or something like that they've been in it? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And they've made like half the the final fours or, or yeah, whatever it is. It, and they've made way more than anybody else, yeah. It's incredible. It's truly incredible. Yeah. Yeah, and the the women's game is a big game. It's a, it's against Stanford, so hopefully yes. we'll. Uh... Is that the first round? The women's? Oh, were we talking about the women's soccer? Women's team? basketball. Oh, oh basketball. Yeah, I thought we were talking about. The women's soccer team is. I think NCAA soccer tournament. plays tomorrow. They're in the NCAA tournament. I figured you were referring to soccer now. Yes, they play St. Louis, I believe. Okay, a very good soccer school. Uh, yes. They're really asking a lot for me to be sober enough to watch a seven or seven o'clock or IU basketball game on a Sunday night. I mean, especially when the Colts play at nine a.m. or nine thirty. Like, what the what the yeah. hell am I going to do? Get to the game day thread in Discord. Jay's going to be in rare form. Just get there and, and enjoy it. I'm going to. I'm not going to remember the game. I'm sure it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So so we've decided Army style of play is bad. That is what their style of play is, and this really should be a game. Uh, just real quick in terms of things to look for. To me, it's really a game. Obviously, you just want to get out of it with no injuries, get a win, avoid disaster, all of that stuff. I think this is a huge opportunity for CJ Gunn to be able to get in, play some minutes, get himself into a rhythm. He has got to, you know, he's always been a volume shooter, get into a rhythm. This is the kind of game, you know, where you would really hope to see that, see a guy like Caleb Banks kind of get himself going. Uh, and I also think it's a game for Mackenzie and Baco to show better defensive habits and also kind of get his scoring going. Um, I think those two guys, especially Mbako and Gunn, who are going to be relied on for so much scoring, in a game like this, you would really like to see them get going. So those are the things I'm hoping to see and that I'll be watching. Do you guys have any any strong opinions about things you're looking for in this game? I want to not see the starters playing 35 minutes. Yes. I want to see. Yeah, get them I mean, I know you had, you had to win that game, so I get it, but let's let's get some of the rotation guys some more time yeah i think i think for me it's do you see some incremental improvement on the defensive end and uh and on the glass uh key key thing i think for sunday is to get into a rhythm offensively 
you know, we, we all agree there's skill on this team uh, at, at the positions, but I thought um, – I think the offense is way behind the defense, and I know a lot of people are focusing on the three-point shot, and but they only gave up 63 points to a veteran team, uh, you know, uh, and under one point per possession. So when you look at some of those metrics and get off the 13 threes or whatever, uh, Jared, that goes back to your comment about the two-point uh, defense. Like if teams can't score inside, they have no choice but to shoot outside. And then when you have a couple heat checks go down and late turnovers at threes, I mean – you can manipulate those stacks. I thought they played 30 minutes of outstanding defense or, or good defense, acceptable defense in game one. And the first 10 minutes of the second half, they didn't. But I thought they struggled offensively most of the nights getting into their stuff. Um, you know, the more I think about it, the more I watch it again, the adjustments the coaching staff made offensively were better than at any point in Woodson's, uh, you know, first two years. So there's a lot to, lot to see that improvement from game one. But I really want to see a flow offensively. Uh, I thought it was it was and credit to Florida Gulf Coast. I thought they guarded extremely well. But Indiana has to get better at executing their offense, moving the ball, those types of things. Uh, and and what a great way to do that against a team like Army, and then go in against a competitive right state four days later, five days later, the same thing. Yeah, you just want you want to build confidence, and hopefully, um, you know just. Whatever, what all you guys said, I mean, I think a lot of that just comes back. You want guys to build confidence on both ends of the court, uh, get comfortable playing with each other. Um, and hopefully we get Peyton Sparks back out there. Um, I think yep. initially they thought he might be out until the UConn game. It sounds like he's progressed um, really well. So hopefully his ankle's good to go on Sunday and uh, we get to see him. Yep. And just your note on a right state coach. Currently Florida Gulf Coast ranked 134 in Ken Palm. Right state, 133. So... Another game, Indiana's going to have to bring it and play well uh, to be able to get that win. Yeah, right. I think, and, I think and Jared, Wright State is. I think Wright State is the best. I guess by game team that that IU will play. I, I think they're. Uh, I, I think they're better. The gap between them and Florida Gulf Coast is wider than what those numbers you just said suggested. They've got a good track record, good team, um, nice. and uh, I, I think that'll be the the toughest. You know, non power conference school that IU plays in the, in the non-conference. And I think that's something for all of us uh, to remember too, is sometimes the names don't sound all that great. And we assume that's the, you know, Southeast Dakota of Idaho, uh, you know, schools we used to play under previous regimes. Um, th these teams can play. And with the transfer portal too, you know, the, the Johnson kid from uh, uh, FGCU was at Penn state, you know, um, Isaiah Thompson didn't play, but he was at Purdue. So the name might not be familiar. And then the assumption is, oh, we ought to win by 15 or 20. These teams can play at that one, 100 to 150, 170 level. Those teams have good leagues. They're going to be at the top of their league. So keep that in mind with the right state. Harvard has played well. I don't know what they are this year, but they've had runs where they've played well in the past. So uh, that's a, a kudos to our coaching staff for scheduling. That will help our seed the over under on the seed too, which a lot of us might not think about, you know, you got to beat, you know, uh, UConn and all that to get good seeds. Well, there's some underlying factors in these games, but they're going to be, they're going to be grinds. Yep. All righty. Well said everybody that is going to do it for us on this week's episode of the assembly call. If you want to see us do the show live, you can join us at our YouTube channel or go to assemblycall.substack.com. Check out the watch page that we have for every episode 
Thank you to Bob Thompson for producing our music. Thank you to John Ringer of RigDesign.com for designing our logos. And thank you for listening. We'll be back on Sunday after the IU Army game to break it all down for you. Until then. Take it from me, James Blackman Jr. Keep your elbows in, eyes on the rim, and get buckets. Go Hoosers. All right. I got to get out of here, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. Here I come. This is done, Sony. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.